It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. What up, what up? I'm Adrian Young. I'm Ali Shaheed Muhammad. And we are The Midnight Hour. And you are listening to Mega Late Show. Skirt. Mm. <laughs> yeah, man. Actually, uh, that was a hundred episodes ago that they were in studio here with us. Shout out to Ali Shaheed Muhammad. And Adrian Young. OG. What episode is this? This is episode 145. God damn. We've been doing this for about four years, dog. Um, it's been, you know, on and off. Like, I, we skipped a lot of weeks. We also, 145 don't seem like a lot, That's but a we've lot. got <laughs> over 200 pieces of content. We just didn't number all of them. It used to be me and my man Late. Did you know Late when he was out here? He's from Atlanta, too. I, I mean, I saw, I don't know okay. him, but I, I, you know, I know who he is. So. Yeah. He, I mean, he still does the content. What part of Atlanta you know, from? I don't know. Every, you know, a lot of cats that say they're from Atlanta yeah, say they're like, from Atlanta, I'm but they Lilburn. Yeah, I mean, he. I think he's from a little bit north. I don't. I don't know. Near, like not up by that one prison, <laughs> but you know what I mean. I heard th- there's that one prison. Nah, I don't know. See, like when people I mean, ask me about California, is like uh, northeast. That's like okay. That's, Moreland and uh, he ain't that far. Federal Pen- the federal penitentiary is like down like. Yeah, Moreland Avenue. Okay. Well, see, he. I know, shout out to Late. That's my brother forever. Um, he's still doing the temperature check content over the phone with a lot of people. Check those out. Okay. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, when people tell me they're from Los Angeles, I could check them. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, where are you yeah, from, yeah. Los Angeles? I mean, I'm really from Van Nuys. Sure, I'm like, yeah. da, da, all right, all right, Los <laughs> Angeles. Fernando Valley. What, you from Bompton? You ain't from yeah. nowhere in Los Angeles, dog. But, and I'm not even from Los Angeles, but I was around Inglewood a lot when I was a kid. Shout out to uh, California. Um, shit, we all see me and you. I knew when me and you got together, we was going to start rambling and going <laughs> off on all these tangents. Let me introduce the damn show. All right, all right. Uh, welcome back to the Mega Late Show, episode number 145. Uh, the Mega Late Show is a Tokyo based hip hop, art, and culture podcast. I am the host of said podcast and also the producer. Um, if you're watching this on video, welcome to the channel. This is, um, this is the secret house against the world where I talk about a lot of things in the Mega Late Show video content will be here as well. Um, if you are a listener to the podcast, please go like, subscribe, smash the like button, do all the things that other YouTubers have told you to do with their video content. Do that to mine so I can have more followers. Uh, as I said, we've been doing this for about four years and about 100 episodes ago. We had Ali Shaheed Muhammad on. Uh, you know, we continue with the illustrious guest list and... Uh, yeah, word. All these beats in the background are brought to you by two Japanese beat makers, two of my favorite guys. One of them, Il Sugi, has been on the podcast before, Tajima Hall. Uh, both of them have a collaborative project called Il Mahal, which is a portamanto of their names. If you didn't catch that, it just dropped today as we're recording. So listen to that. All the beats in the background support local and independent art, build mutual aid networks. And today, Kingslayer Duo. My dog. Yo, man. Um, I, I, you know, should I just call you Maurice Shelton? You may call me Mr. No, I was about Mr. To say Mr. Tibbs. Tibbs. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, word. You call me Maurice. All right. Saying. Well, you know, Maurice is actually one of the names that I used to use a lot of police officers and shit. Really? When they asked me, like, what's your name? I'd be like, Maurice Buchanan. <laughs> Which was, which was this brother that I went to L, like junior high school with, but I would just, it was one of my go-to names, like off rip, Maurice Buchanan. And yeah, but I would always say like Maurice, 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 Maurice Buchanan, yeah. or I would lie to him and say that I was my brother, Kari Watson from, <laughs> from Virginia Beach. Virginia yeah. Beach, so, but yeah, Maurice, man. Genius for lovers. 
Not uh, fighters. And, and you and I, man, we we've only recently become um, friends um, through uh, the Black Lives Matter group and doing the podcast with Tracy Jones. Shout out to our guy Tracy Jones back in the states, prolific writer. Also, I got a little piece of his art here, the oh. seven inch of his album. You know what I mean? Support your friends, support local and go. independent art. This came out on Uncommon Records with NASA. Yeah, that's right. Human Paid money. Human cloud abandonment. Yes. It's beautiful. It's old work from him too. I wish he would do some new shit. But we met through there. Do some new shit, Tracy. He he uh, started. We, first, we were just going to have a conversation about the uh, the George Floyd uh, murder. Uh, and, yo, a little bit of justice. I got to say, Maurice, this week, I'm not on my police abol- uh, my prison abolition shit. Right now, I'm really like, yo, let that motherfucker burn in hell, too. Yes, yeah. I hope he dies. Yeah. And I hope he burns in hell. Yeah, so I- I'm off my police, uh, my, my uh, not my po- uh, police abolition, but my prison abolition shit right now. Just... Bear with me. I got another 72 hours of this joy, and I'm back on my bullshit. <laughs> but but Tracy, we, we we met each other through that. Mm-hmm. And then Tracy wanted to continue the podcast under uh, the fire this time, which we had a lot of good conversations, and those are still online and posted. Yeah. And then when Tracy de- moved back to the States, we decided to rebrand and start the uh, This Is Not Information podcast with our people. Um, and and we did that for a while. But recently, I stepped away from the podcast, and you yes, guys you are did. still continuing that. Left and, my black ass out in the cold. Well, it's okay, though, man. It's all right. It's all love. I mean, you say that because we was like the leftist leftist on a podcast, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm... Uh, I get it. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't leave for any reason in particular that was about our politics or, or about the friendships or the conversations we're yeah, having. No, you, you got to protect yeah. your energy, you know. It's, uh, you don't want to stretch yourself too thin. I get it because uh, I'm, I'm guilty of that every day. Yeah. I started <laughs> feeling a little bit like I was antagonistic to some of the conversations because I just wasn't having fun. So I'd be like, why the fuck are we talking about dating broke <laughs> broke people? Aren't y'all broken? And uh, you know what I mean? We all a, broke, motherfucker. Yeah, I was like, what do you mean as a religion? Yeah, I, I just started feeling antagonistic. Yeah, yeah. And, and generally when it comes to my politics, I'm trying to, even though I do a bad job at it, I'm usually trying to unify people and move us towards things and not try to break up ideologies and try to convert you to some leftist shit yeah. you know what i mean yeah because yeah. the ground that we're on that we share the same views is the important ground and the rest of the shit is just like yeah you yeah. don't gotta like barack obama you could forget about that brother you know what i mean he is <laughs> like, yeah please big believe time me. word but Unless, of course i you know you tune into amazon prime you know you you see him all over the place so he got a podcast now. They, they it's called it "This Is Not Information," <laughs> the Mega Late Show, Barack Obama podcast. <laughs> Here's my wife, Michelle. Right. I mean, to to be honest with you, I wouldn't mind having a beer with him because I when I when I hear him talk, I'm like, all right, you know, what I mean, he seemed like a you know, a, a human being, but I gotta remember sometimes, yeah, you know, looks are deceiving. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this though, man. It's 2021 now, and I I'm. You like for anybody that's listening, I think you all know I'm that dude that was Googling and researching and doing a lot of, you know, of the work, quote unquote work. Um, and I knew when I first saw him enter the national stage, he was a monster. And I say mm. I mean that in the, the literal and figurative sense mm. when I'm when I and I'll peel the onion on that a little bit for someone that knows how to manipulate uh, the certain stereotypes, uh, affectations, 
to like you said, like, yeah, he seems like the guy, like he's 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 in the back hitting a bong and you'll have a beer on him. He cool, but like he's about his shit. He's about to, He got a he got a rap playlist, you know. Yeah, what I mean? exactly. He every, know he know year. what to say to like make you comfortable in like maybe peeling off your skin and like eating you alive. Like he can do that and that's a if you're looking at it from a political standpoint, that's a beautiful thing. You 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 need a monster like that on your side. But at the same time, for people in the global south and people that are, you know, perennially um, marginalized, um, bad news. Well, well, the thing is, is like he's kind of like a very wonderful embodiment of the kind of the liberal you want to like you know he says all the right yeah. talking points but beside behind the scenes is like he ain't closing gitmo he, he's yeah. a part he's an instrument yeah, yeah. of that superstructure of oppression to um not just black people in america but people all around the globe so mm-hmm. uh i mean tangent tangent tangent, tangent. <laughs> but yeah we both we both on our lefty bullshit you know what i mean and and i want to emphasize that because uh pay attention read some books do you do the studies but Open up a goddamn book, okay? Yeah. Just do the reading. I don't want to sound ableist, but if you can't read, Audio. guess what? <laughs> right? There's there are this, audio books yeah. out there. Shit. You can you can find people to share the knowledge with there you. There are there are legit like a lot of this shit is mad academic too, but there's a lot of podcasts out there that read the book, discuss the book, and it's like having a better version of Cliff Notes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you gotta do the knowledge. But that's the first thing that you and I kind of connected on in terms of our our friendship developing. Then I found out you were an MMA guy. Yes. And I kept on finding more. And what I got to admit, one of the primary reasons that I wanted to have you on today is because I have a curiosity about MMA in Japan. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm an old um, I'm an old kind of MMA head in the scope of the modern era. I started watching, I remember watching like UFC pay-per-views when I was in junior high school. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when Gary Goodrich caught top yeah, souls. Yeah. He, he, you know, the dude tried to get him with the fireman yeah. carry and he just dropped those elbows. Yeah. I saw that live. I saw the first UFC live, but I wasn't really knowledgeable about it. Mm-hmm. I started watching MMA again around 2004, Okay, which was relatively early. This is before uh, the ultimate fighter. This mm-hmm. is before it blew up. And I found out about, I found out about it from wanting to de- learn how to defend myself mm-hmm. and also um you know on the internet yeah. i was on those websites so mm-hmm. um i that's one of the reasons i wanted to get you on here can you tell me a little bit about um yourself you you are a, are you would you consider yourself a fighter still or are you just trainer um you got the itch you still in shape dog you got it you got it <laughs> yeah i'm on camera now so i gotta be diplomatic about my response so i want to say um Microphone. Yeah. Microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just mean reconnect. Yeah. Um, I'm a semi-retired professional fighter. I'll never say that I retired from fighting completely just because in every life you have a fight. Um, Shout out to UFC Gym Japan. What's your fight? No, but... um, Seriously, though. Is that I, the is that the catch? Is yeah, the that's phrase? one of the catchphrases. Oh, yeah, shit. yeah. Like, my fight is against me. obesity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. You know, Actually, I put like a fight. Walter Rodney. Ro- I don't know if you saw on the website. Like, I put like a Walter Rodney quote. I don't know if anybody caught it, but like, hey. um, and like Yoda and all that stuff. So I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, for me, um, getting into that realm as a young person, uh, probably saying, you know, because we close to the same age. You know, you were born '83, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like a few months older than Mega. Like, um. Same thing. Like I, I had followed uh, mixed martial arts and just um, 
you know, fighting in general. Like, first was boxing because like, I, my father and my um, grandfather um, were, you know, they, they entered, like, tough man competitions, that type of stuff, mm. you know. And then it's the same thing. You know, I'm a young black kid from the, the southern United States of America. You got to know how to throw your hands or at least slap box a little bit. Right. But I was growing up, I was one of the small smaller kids, you know. Um, so I never considered myself a great athlete, but – um, I was, a, I was, I want to say I was surprisingly athletic for my size. So that I always, always carried that chip on my shoulder. I carried that chip on my shoulder all the way to Japan. And I, um, I, I fought professionally for about four years. Yeah. Um, took some losses, had some wins, but I learned a lot of stuff along the way. I, I trained in uh, Canada. I trained in the United States. I trained here in Japan. You trained with TriStar when you were in Canada? Yeah, I, tra I trained with TriStar. Um, for, I was there f for the summer, actually, and uh, learned a lot. You know, So one of the things that I always teach any of my students currently now, like whether it's in English teaching or in fighting, um, is something that I got taught when I was young. Like there's always going to be somebody that's – better than you that might right. have your number um but that doesn't keep you you know you have to have a growth mindset that doesn't that shouldn't stop you or preclude you from trying to be the best version of you um so when i got to tristar for example um i had just come off of loss um I what, just, when did you start when did you start training um officially like mixed martial arts yeah i want to say 2010 that's it yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but I mean, I I dabbled before that for a while. Like I dabbled in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I dabbled okay, bet. karate, um, Taekwondo, Aikido, everything. See, like, I, I've never trained MMA. Mm. I've trained judo, boxing, Shotokan, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Well, you say all those. That's mixed martial well, arts. But right but there, I mean, man. I've never been in a gym where the emphasis like today is wrestling, tomorrow is Jiu-Jitsu, mm -hmm. to, yeah. then it's kickboxing, then it's boxing, which is what I consider like training MMA. Yeah, and that's a funny thing. And I maybe somebody's already done the work on this or the research. I feel like um, you know the history of quote unquote mixed martial arts, um, modern mixed martial arts um, has taken a new life of its own. Um, but there's always been cross, you know, crossover fighting, you know, like, Oh, the, the sure. strongest wrestler is going to travel the world and beat up, beat up all the, the, you know, the standard boxers or, you yeah. know, the judo. We're kind of in like one of the meccas for that actually. In, yeah. Here in Japan. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a, there's a rich history, you know, you, you have like, you know, the, the Gracie's, they, they try to prove their, their hybrid art to, to the world, to, to, embiggen themselves right um and there's another successful too yes it's successful you know i have my criticisms of brazilian jiu-jitsu in, in its current form but um i can't i can't knock the hustle you know that what what the gracies did in terms of uh popularizing the sport and, and uh it, sport brazilian jiu-jitsu as well as mixed martial arts you can't deny it um it's effective as shit. Yeah, it's it's effective. I the, mean, the gyms, the gyms also had a an air of legitimacy. They hadn't got well. I don't know about now because I haven't been into a gym to train for a minute. And I had a question about that for you actually. Um, you know, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu was a martial art where it's like you didn't just get a blue belt for showing up. Mm -hmm. You know, you had to you had to reach certain milestones with your technique and your ability in order to get that blue belt. And so it wasn't like going to a Taekwondo gym and then in two years you're a black belt. You, just because you pay your fees, you know what I mean, and and there was a legitimacy to that. 
I, I don't I don't know if that's still a thing. Because no, it's, I, it's I, if I could. Okay, I'll let you answer first, yeah. and then I'll, I'll follow up on that yeah, question. Yeah, I think um, you'll see it in like uh, the Bullshito like forums, Bullshito.net or like um, so. Bullshito. We used to call it McDojo. Yeah, McJo yeah. McDojos. Yeah, like there's always been a McDojo, and you know, whenever you talk about capitalism or like the the incentive, the financial incentive for people to commodify um, art. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 gonna be there. So I think it's been there in terms of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but at the same time. I think because the the very nature of like doing it was like rolling around on the ground with somebody, it's really hard to fake that, you know. Mm. Like if you don't know what to do when someone has your neck a certain way, right? It, 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 there's right. no amount of like uh, you know uh, fakery that you a can do bit. like with like a kata, like right? A, it's like you bust this horse stance yeah. really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little like, bit or different. you're like swinging around a, a stick or a plastic ah. sword or something like. Nah, like you're gonna get choked out, man. Like so. Um, right. I give people that in terms of like the effectiveness, because a lot of times, um, you know, I had this discussion before with many people about, uh, for example, like, should you focus on striking versus groundwork? Um, what, what comes first? And if anybody that's watching has ever been in a fight um, on the playground, um, in the mall, in the parking lot, you know, you drunk. Yeah, it starts out, you know, standing up, but don't fall to the ground if you don't know what right. you're doing down there because i you know i started out like knowing how to you know throw my hands but when i you know professionally too like i get to the ground I'm like oh shit you, you might panic and that might be a wrap for you so um yeah it's it's a, it's a never-ending discussion um about like the legitimacy of certain gyms you know some yeah. gyms have stronger you know they have their strengths and they have their weaknesses so it's yeah, my, my, my question was, yeah. um, you know, I've got a buddy, shout out to my uh, my buddy Aaron Cholai, who's, um, he's a bit of a savant when it comes to things. He's, mm -hmm. he's an actual real piano prodigy, and I'm not mm -hmm. over-exaggerating with that. Okay. Um, just an amazing fucking guy. And, you know, um, he's one of those people who's like, when he does something, like, he has that obsessive personality, that addictive personality type, mm -hmm. where he, he <laughs> just does it. So for about like i want to say like maybe like 16 months all he did was just roll hmm. roll and roll okay. and he was rolling with a pretty good team like a national i forget exactly who it was but it was like a team that rolls in the national so they've got high level every every belt that they have is like a high level blue a high level mm -hmm. purple mm -hmm. brown and black and he fucking managed to get a purple belt okay. in like 16 months That's, which hey back when i was training that is absurd yeah. you know back when i was training like you hear about you hear about um bj pen getting yeah, a BJ blue Penn, in yeah. like a year yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like what and yeah. it's like well he got the money to roll every day and not mm -hmm. do anything else and yeah. so there's that but it's also just like how the fuck do you get a purple like yeah. what gym is legitimately giving a purple mm -hmm. and i was like okay that's great but then i met a guy through my job a couple weeks back and he was like yeah i roll at uh imanari's gym mm -hmm. down the street and mm -hmm. i was like imanari's got a gym yeah. he's like yeah and he's like i roll with imanari i was like he rolls with a white belt yeah and he's like actually i'm a purple now i just got a purple i mean not a purple i'm a blue and mm -hmm. i'm like you only been rolling for a year at imanari's gym and mm -hmm. you got a blue mm -hmm. sounds like bullshit yeah, yeah. but it's not it's it, it sounds like bullshit but it's something that's actually mm -hmm. happening so yeah. i was wondering in your experience here in japan is it like fucking easier to get a belt i, I mean I, it just sounds crazy to me I, I i've i don't have a blue belt i've got my white there's <laughs> disclaimer. a disclaimer right there's and, and then like that's like a bucket list goal for me you yeah. know what i mean like just get the blue and most people get the blue and they leave right mm -hmm, you know that's mm -hmm. how it happens but um yeah 
I was like, yo, I can get a blow just going down the street to the Triforce mm-hmm. right here for yeah. a year. Yeah, yeah, it it could happen. I yeah. mean, full disclaimer, I don't I don't have a belt either, and I've discussed this with many Brazilian jiu-jitsu kai, like. This is personal politics, and I, I, I don't want to get on a tangent, but um, to answer your question. Wait, you roll just – do you not have a belt because you only roll no gi? You no, I, 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 roll, I, I roll with the gi, but not okay. often nowadays, okay. but I did. I definitely – I have several gis at home. but um, My old gym didn't give out belts if you rolled no gi. Yeah, and that's, again, another, like um, – break in the discussion about like the effectiveness of certain ground techniques because you if you go to for, for example like uh um 10th planet no matter what you think of eddie bravo a lot of the stuff that they do um uh, with 10th planet um they know you know the people know their shit um and i have plenty of stories about my experiences with them but um um i think the quality of a belt really depends on it i i compare any type of ranked uh ground fighting system to academia and when i talk about academia i'm talking about like you're talking about the tier one tier two universities you can have somebody that's a big fish in a small pond and then they get their ass ate up when they go to pans or they go to uh you know abu dhabi or something like that or they don't even they're not even able to make it past the national um level and that's because of the rigor of the people that they train with. But if they have people that have enough, I guess you could say yaruki, they they really want to go for it. Yeah, you can get a blue belt. You can get a blue belt within a year, definitely, um, and be a strong blue belt. Okay. I, in my opinion, from what I've seen here in Japan, they they are the originators of you know because Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. If you're talking about sport, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, it derives from um, judo, which derives from jujitsu which derives from all of the old arts of like disarming people that have weapons so if anybody knows it it's definitely the japanese people um you know if they're if they're staying true to some of the old stuff um there are definitely stronger gyms and and that's one of those things like with celebrity too i think when you have when you when you have somebody that's really strong or that has actually they had a few feathers in their cap if you if you want to use that analogy then the strong people come to them the people that really want to do it come um i trained at a gym where it was like no nah, we don't have any names big names um but you got some people that know their stuff but they're going around they're traveling like you you know they're like yo i'm just traveling to find the strongest challenge or to to to, to prove to myself that i belong in these circles um so when you have that kind of cross-pollination of um of people that are taking knowledge from like, okay, you could say from Imanati or from like a Chonan's gym or from like um, um, Sakuraba's gym. Right. Um, there's Yo, plenty of... Where's Sakuraba's gym is in Tokyo? Yeah, he's... Um, That's my dog. Laughter 7. I forget okay. exactly where, like he's he's up north, I think. Okay. And Chonan's in Nerima. So like he, ha- he has a few like decent pros. Um, Shout out to uh, I just want to shake his hand. He was my favorite yeah. fighter. I know, 15, like I, twenty years. When ago I first just, came to Japan, I was I was telling my you know I was telling my people I'm like yo I want to just go to his gym and just yeah. just see him in person because I have been watching his videos for so long and you know he's a Gracie killer. Right, right. Maybe then, paint paint some muscles on your stomach. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Ride around yeah. in a bicycle, smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm I'm Sakura. It's fucking amazing. Um, but you know like um. 
a man is a man is a man. I don't, I don't idolize anybody. You know, if, if he has a not a lot of knowledge, you know, I've kind of tempered my, my expectations of like meeting people that I idolize, or I don't want to say idolize, but I, I kind of looked up to as, as a role model in terms of fighting. So, yeah. but that's what happens when you meet all your heroes and shit, nah, though, man. It's been like, a little bit we too much time. before, right? Like, there are no yeah, heroes, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, cause again, like I have stories. I ain't going to yeah. name out any names, but yeah. I'm like, I meet people in person. I'm like, Damn, I, yeah, that's happened to me a lot a with like hip hop heads. Shitty person. <laughs> the type of hip hop that I listen to is like you know independent underground. So when you go to the show, it'd be intimate. Like you standing next to your your yeah. favorite MC yeah, smoking yeah. a cigarette, and it's like, yo, this motherfucker chews with his mouth open. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he's a mouth yeah, breather. A What's going on? All man? out the fucking mouth. But <laughs> word. Uh, okay, man. I mean, I was just curious because, yeah. uh, you know, I might spend $100 a month for uh, that blue belt I mean, for a year. To, yeah, to, I mean, mean to kind of ex- uh, expand on the, the answer, though, I mean, it's, it's you the belt is as strong as you want it to be. Mm. Because I know, you know, just, you know, again, not naming any names, there are plenty of purple belts out there that can easily tap blue, uh, I mean, uh, black belts out there. They got a couple of stripes. And it's mainly because of the fact that they really want it. Um, if you got some people out there, they probably got a stripe on their black and they are, you know, just collecting, you know, their monthly fees from their students. Yeah. Like it's not as strong as somebody is out there on the circuit. It's, it's just a fact absolutely. of life. You know, you use it or lose it. Um, but then again, um, you have, you know, there's a meme out there about the one guy. He was making the micro adjustments or something like that. And he tapped, I think, I think he was a white belt with a few black stripes and he tapped some purple belt or a brown belt or something like that. And he made, you know, it's about the art. It's really not about the belt. So that's one of the reasons why I don't, I don't really put too much into taking a belt because I, I, I like academia. I like want to, I don't want to be, you know how someone says, you you can change the system from the inside. And I I think that's false. Like the cops that join. Absolutely joint. right. You can't But you're um, gonna be a cop. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be a cop for like twenty years and like I did my it. best. And oh, it's like, yeah. no, motherfucker, you were right, a cop. Right. You were a pig. We get for like people 20- from the neighborhood to do it. Yeah. They'll um, step on your neck less. So a lot of the problems that I have with the culture inside uh many of the gyms and I and I can't really speak for Japanese gyms as much, but I you know, from my interactions with the the people in those circles when I was actively fighting it's like, yeah, there's a lot of conservatism. There's a lot of um, parochialism. There's a lot of hierarchy that, you know, punches down, unfortunately. Right. So for me, I can't get with that. I, I told some uh, one of my colleagues, you know, one of the reasons why I didn't continue on the journey in terms of, like, trying to get a black belt. You know, and that's one of the things. I'm like, yeah, I'll roll with a black belt, but I, I'm not going to hold that as, a you know, as an achievement. Like, yeah, like, this dude can't tap me or, like, I tapped you. Um, See you better than me, dog. <laughs> I roll with the I, I roll with the blue. I'll be like, that's what I thought. With your purple, that's what I thought. I'm gonna post about this on my blog. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm not really that crazy, but you know, like yeah. I, I guess it's different strokes for different folks. But yeah. I do appreciate the fact that you kind of like de-emphasize the belt as being something that is an indication of skill in particular. Yeah, I mean, it's you like know? grading system. Yeah. Like, yeah, you got an A, but like. How good of a person are you? Can you share that knowledge? Are you a, are you mm. a conduit for the next generation or that right, person that's right. coming in like you? Like, right. hey, he he has some knowledge and he's maybe unsure about spending that time and energy and making that commitment of energy right. um, to to you know because once you get on the mat with somebody, you know, like anybody, if you fought somebody before, that's like one way to become friends with people. If you right. talk, you see any of these old fighters, you know, they're doing the old legend circuit or whatever. It's like the, the legends, for example, like, um, shout out to Marvelin, uh, I mean, sorry, Marvelin, Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. Um, Tommy Hearns, Roberta Duran, Sugar Ray Leonard. These guys are I friends. Just rest in peace. To, yeah, uh, rest in power, man. But like those, Marvin. they would they would say straight up, like, "Yo, I didn't really like this dude before I fought him, but you know, we exchanged blows. Okay, we cool now." That's one way you know? to become friends. That's, that's one, yeah. like one of the strongest ways. Because you know, I'm like, yeah. I, I don't bear. How any close of can you know a person? You know, yeah, I mean? I'm like, yo, I saw your blood, like, yeah. you know, and I'm, you know, I'm cis hetero, but yeah. I'm like, yeah, like that's one of the closest way you can get like yeah. to like another person of the same gender without right. like you know being sexually intimate with them. Right, you know, right. it's like, yeah, like I know this person because you know yourself in right, that situation, right. especially when you roll. Like, yo, I know how far I can go, um, and for some people, um. You 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 such a teacher, dog. That's right. <laughs> you such a teacher. Like the way you, I mean, the way that you view it is also on some teacher shit. Like yeah. just because you don't have like a, a a perfect fighting record, uh, doesn't really indicate how well you can teach people. And that's what you've been doing. You're at the UFC gym now. Yeah, I'm at Where UFC is the gym. UFC gym? It's uh, near Yoga Station. They just opened up a new. Oh, location. that's like six stops from fucking Shibuya. Yeah, yeah, it's and right that's down where you the be. Way. You do you train full time out of there? I mean, I, I teach there a few days out of the week, and then um, they just opened up another location in Ogikubo. So, um, yeah, okay. if y'all wanna y'all wanna come, how much how much are the prices, man? If I wanted to come out you there, have to and... check the website. Oh, okay, bad, bad, bad. I'll do that immediately. <laughs> UFCgym.co.jp. What are you training out there? Mostly stand up. Yeah, it's mostly stand up, uh, boxing. Um, I do a kids class, uh, kickboxing, uh, also kids boxing, which I'm working on now because you know. What are the age group like? Uh, when you say kids is like six kids year is or? anywhere from like yeah from first grade on up. So okay. you know I've had kids as young as um, four years old in my class, um, and as old as I think the oldest kid is about twelve or thirteen years old. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but usually once you get to that point, like some a couple of my students, they're like strong as the adults like better mm -hmm. actually because they're you know not weighed down with like being a wage slave yeah. you know uh so they're just Shout like out to coming children in. man yeah they, i'm coming in i'm whooping some ass yeah, like yeah. i like I, I don't like what mama said to me today i'm mm. going i'm gonna take it out on coach maurice yeah, you know? that's why like, i'm trying to get my daughter in there yeah you hey know? you should man like i think not, not uh, just i mean not in your gym particular but yeah I no you should get her somewhere you know if, if if not with me you know with somebody because it's it's definitely a good way to teach discipline it's a good way to teach um self-control it, it's a good it's another great i think for me i was talking to a fellow uh teacher about this yesterday i took a yoga class at my gym yesterday and um you know sometimes in life people especially in the mma world fighting world combat sports in general you think you're really strong at one thing but then you figure out oh man that's what what drew me to mma as a young kid was the fact that you could have someone like um uh like a maurice smith shout out maurice smith one of the first he's a pioneer triple og but kickboxer he's not a wrestler so when randy couture like putting paws on him it's like okay yeah, you got to work on your takedown defense, but you have a Kevin Jansen going against like a Frank Shamrock, Olympic level wrestler. But guess what? His submission defense is kind of suspect, so he gets triangled. Right. You know. So it's like it's a human chest thing. So there's always that's something. That's a beauty. That's a beautiful thing about MMA too. Yeah. It's really like one of the most complex uh, sports around yeah. you know there's a sweet science of boxing and a yeah. variety of techniques and how to counter but mm -hmm. you add in several different martial arts to that and it becomes really fascinating yeah. so to see. many things to think about it, so it, many permutations isn't it kind of strange how how uh you know back in the day um certain politicians 
who I won't mention on my podcast because fuck him. We'll call it things like, well, he was also Dude, largely human. responsible for, you know, the unified rule set. And, yeah, and human up, cockfighting, yeah. yeah. Right. So, uh, but, but at the same time, it's also just like one of the most mentally yeah. challenging things Definitely. that you could ever do. Yeah, can can we switch gears real quick? Yeah. I want to switch gears okay. to um, your iridescent blackness. <laughs> I want to switch gears to that and talk about talk about your experiences in MMA. Okay. See, it sounds like if you didn't start training MMA until 2010, were you ever on the forums early in the... Yeah, no, yeah. I definitely... I was lurking. Because <laughs> you were doing other <laughs> things. MMA. You just TV. weren't training the full fighting Yeah, so system. like my full training history... You were on MMA.TV? Yeah, I was Shout out to submissivefighting.com. Yes. That, yeah. that was what it was before MMA.TV. Yeah, yeah. I was I was, I was lurking. I was all over the place um, just, you know, checking out old videos. And I was, you know, pirating um, old videos from ah, sure dog too, you know. Pirate yeah. all day. I'm all about that yeah. theft. Yeah, I'm about, yeah. I, I wonder, you know, one of my best friends and, and actually one of the most, like, politically knowledgeable people that I that I know who I look to as is kind of a mentor in a lot of ways and, and – he, he's also black, uh, and uh, I met him through MMA.TV. Uh, okay. uh, what, what is it called? You you uh, what what is the name of the site? Because MMA.TV was dead; they changed it, but it's, it's still where it's like it was like the underground. Yeah, it's MMA no, it was like, underground. It's, it's like, like MMA. I forget the name of it now, but it was MMA.TV when I started, mm -hmm. and I was on that site for almost a decade, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it was interesting because there there was a few, very few black folks. There we go, right there, right? Yeah. Um, there was mixedmartialarts.com is yeah, what they call it now. Com, yeah. But there was very few black folks on there. And then the mm -hmm. ones of us that we kind of found out we were black, we kind of would be looking around. And I feel like I feel like around the internet around that time and on these websites, uh, along with 4chan, we start to see the rise of these reactionary mm -hmm. counterculture yeah, politics yeah, yeah. that are very much like, not rooted in the traditional views of fascism and racism they're rooted in they, they they at least don't start there yeah but but they're kind of also like the all lives matter groups mm -hmm. or uh, the i don't see color groups and colorblind the, racist and the like i'm not racist but barack obama yeah. Yeah, is yeah. winning because he's black yeah, and black yeah, people are yeah. voting for him because he's black and we saw kind of that rise of this reactionary mm -hmm. politics from that website and it's weird to see how, especially with the kind of um, popularity of a Joe Rogan now, because mm. I remember when Joe Rogan was a fucking, you know, I, I'd be like, yo, he read Terrence McKenna. He's down with psychedelics. I, I fuck mm -hmm. with him and martial arts. OK, his jokes are terrible, though. Mm -hmm. But but mm -hmm. now there seems to be like this huge kind of uh, a, a centering of the white American male and not even just the not even just the white American male, but like masculinity in general mm -hmm. that kind of comes from this place of reactionary, hyper-masculine politics mm -hmm. that are very much uh, ignorant about leftist politics, mm -hmm. but also very much against the direction of uh, American politics as it stands mm -hmm. now. And it was fucking weird being black as shit on that. Yeah. I um, mean, you come up, I mean, like, I, I imagine it would be weird being gay as shit on that too. Because they would, yeah. do, like, they think that the black jokes are funny, even though the black jokes are hella punching down. Yeah. They think the gay jokes, they used to call the photoshops Romo shop. You Romo remember that? Shop, yeah. Romo shop. And it's just like, all right, just because you don't call it homo doesn't mean that same energy is there. Yeah. You, you, you sell, you say the derogatory um, F word for, for, you know, the gay community, but you spell it F-A-Y. It doesn't change it. Mm -hmm. And it being around that shit was weird. Like how has mm -hmm. your experience been um, as a black man, 
training MMA in these circles. Well, or I mean, even go off on a tangent about the internet shit too. I'm just saying yeah, it's been I, fucking weird. Yeah, just to answer that, I think historically, I mean, if if you're going from, um, you know, the dot com boom to you know, we're I mean, we're firmly in the age of information now. I think this is just another manifestation. It's just another outlet for something that's always been bubbling under the surface for some people that care to look. Because like you mentioned before, it's not even surface level shit for us, you know? It's something that is just there. Yeah. Like we know it intrinsically. Yeah. Like for example, if I go for example, I'll give a quick story. I went to an Atlanta Thrashers game. This is in like nineteen ninety seven. So Atlanta Thrashers for people that don't know were hockey or some shit. NHL, like NHL, National Hockey League expansion team. Atlanta's the South. We ain't got no like ice. We're not cold. I was about to say. It's like, yeah, what the fuck. Like, but I love hockey growing up. I love watching hockey. I love playing like uh anybody I played, I played street hockey and rollerblades. Yeah, like I, um, I play like Blaze of Steel. Blaze of Steel for anybody who knows on uh, NES or like Famicom, like, yo, that used to be my shit. Um but like Yo, me and you are alike in a lot of ways. I wonder mm -hmm. if this is a weird energy. MMA, the leftist <laughs> politics, the fucking comic books, yeah, the, man. the hey. rollerblade. That's what I said. Like when you were shit. like, you you did that recording at one time. I was like, why this motherfucker trying to sound like me? Why he trying to be me? <laughs> like who the fuck is? Who is this mega motherfucker? Yeah. No, uh, no, but real talk. Like I ask I, myself that every day. Who is this like, mega who motherfucker? Are who, 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 are am I? I? who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Um, but I. I got that spidey sense going into Phillips Arena that one night, and I was like, "Yo, I'm trying to have a great time, but like, I, I am like, it, it was, it was, I can't even describe the feeling. Like, I was going into the belly of the beast. Like, there's fifteen thousand white people, and like, I'm the, I felt like the only black person that was there that wasn't working in the in the venue, mm. and it was one of those things where I just knew just from my own, you know, previous experiences." I got to mind my step. I got to mind my P's and Q's. And that's something that you don't ha it, it doesn't need to be told to people, uh, fellow black people or p other people of color even. Um, and, and it's the same thing with MMA. Like, I would, you know, I would visit gyms like in, in the southern United States. Um, and I had a kind of, uh, you know, I lurk in uh, some of the Facebook groups now. Um, just, just watching, you know, Uatu, you know, I'm just yeah, watching. You see the Jordan Peterson yeah. videos come up and, you know. That shit came up, like, with some Sam other Harris. people. I'm like, yo, man, like, I could tell the people that haven't read or they, they, after you roll a great session, you're listening to the guy who's kind of like, he's a reactionary. He's maybe like a crypto fascist, but because you roll with him and because, like, he taught you this new move or, like, this new Americana lock or variation or something like that, that he has... The bona fides, no, the bona fides, or however you want to pronounce it, to actually teach you on how to be politically aware. So, like, that's where like the Joe Rogan comes in. It was like, okay, this guy, he 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 draws you in because he's talking about stuff right. that relates. But then he gives another person a platform that they are they are like diametrically opposed to your existence, dog. If right. you, if you peel the onion, like they don't want you on this earth, um, right. even though. You're one of the good ones if you enter the dojo with them, right. you know. But once we cross that threshold, once we leave the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gym, once we leave the kickboxing gym, once we leave the weight, um, the weightlifting area, like fuck you, basically. Um, so 
I saw it. Kinda, it kind of inoculates you a little bit to it in, in a way too. Yeah. And and I feel like that's part of the problem is like being on there. If you if you have a sense of awareness on these sites or, or around these type of people, like you're like, oh okay, well that's fucked up like that's hella wrong but you 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 normalize it so much like the homie who's got hella black jokes like poor Mm -hmm. ghetto black jokes and shit Mm -hmm. and it you kind of inoculate yourself to it to a point that you forget that it's problematic yeah and i found myself doing that a lot when i was in texas actually and and, you know these are guys who are well-intentioned and and the the jokes aren't coming from a place of hate the jokes are coming from a place of like institutionalized like they believe it's funny and that's mm-hmm. how they yeah. interact with people yeah but at the same time it's just like yo dog you're on my facebook page like my dad sees it yeah if my exactly. dad saw you say some black joke about stealing bikes he'll probably rock you in the yeah. fucking face yeah. Yeah. and and it's like it inoculates you but it also gives it it, it, it gives people the opportunity to fall further down that tunnel mm-hmm. and that's why i don't mm-hmm. really fuck with joe rogan these days anymore yeah. man because at first it was like he's an every man who's trying to figure out the world and he has questions but mm-hmm. it's quite clear now that his political ideology is set in stone and also his actions are set in stone what he's doing with spotify is like it's like all right you went for the bag mm-hmm. and 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 against some of your like that's why you don't see joey diaz on there anymore it's like Mm -hmm. you went for the bag and that's one thing to do but it's also just like i'm not fucking with a lot of this shit and And i I, I, i've been off of mma websites for probably the last four or five years now and i found another one but it was the same thing but just smaller yeah and it's one of the reasons i've lost interest or not lost interest but i don't know like who's in the division what division is it who are my favorite fighters i don't know because i can't be in that space too long yeah especially with today's political yeah yeah you got to protect your energy and i I mean i have a similar trajectory too i mean like i when i started fighting and started seeing the people that are you know swimming around in circles and obviously my experience is a little bit different because i had a language barrier like the people i'm training with i don't know that they might be uyoku duntai i don't know that they might be explain that for our listeners so uyoku like means a uh, right winger so you have a lot of people and you see it like an nfl uh you know pga nba nba maybe is like centrist when it comes to the continuum of uh, american politics but you have plenty of people like a brett Favre, um you know a, a quarterback they are all lives or like a MAGA sure. hat, you know, Tom Brady, the cheater. Yeah. He's a cheater. He's a fucking cheater. And, and if even if they don't realize it or pronounce it themselves, that's yeah. the type of environment that was yeah. growing up in. And yeah. that's the, that's and it's the normalized. type of subtle ideology that, that functions without them realizing it's yeah. even there. And you see it in MMA where, you know, you have a lot of that cross-pollination. Like a lot of former like football players or a lot of former military people or a lot of former even police are former or current police officer. I had to like actually share the mat with people that I know your politics are centered on my oppression. I have to compartmentalize that. I have to really, and again, like you said, there is a certain inoculation when you know, um, if you're like lurking on these websites or these, uh, these forums that these people actually don't like your ass as far as, um, past like your your capacity to entertain them, or past you know them, you know them fantasizing about having your abilities because you you inherently genetically you have some fast type of, twitch muscle fibers. Yeah, yeah. You you're black, so you come from West Africa. You got all these fast twitch muscles. You're a superhuman magical Negro. Like yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. you see that undercurrent. I am that, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> 
he is the Asi- Asiatic male of the future. You know? I, I'm definitely on that. Yeah. Uh, what is it, Lupin, the fucking yeah. impossible Negro? Like, <laughs> I get out of the situation. Negro. That's yeah, right. Like, oh, how does how he do that shit? No, but I think um, I'm losing my train of thought. But I, I'll refocus. Like for me, um, my trajectory was really getting into it and seeing that okay after after training with somebody and hearing them say something like just out of left field you know okay wow that's kind of ridiculous like right, hearing right. it in person with someone that you thought maybe right. was your friend or someone that could actually you know you could share your like, you, you know, don't see this at all i'm just like yeah well this this person comes from a completely different world and right. i i can't so share my spirit uh, my my spirit my 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 time and energy with someone that wants me do you do uh, i i not not with like a person who is overtly racist or some shit but people who are kind of like on a cusp of a political spectrum that i feel like i could maybe push them in a direction if i could just highlight certain things right i feel like this a lot with like libertarians because they're like oh taxation is stuff and i was like let me explain to you exactly how all of this is taken from your labor right i feel like a lot of times i feel like if i could just get this and this is this is a, a tendency that i have that i'm I'm working on I'm trying to study and, and look at more often but I feel like a lot of these guys I could just push them further left if we could find a common ground that makes them forget that they have this kind of view of a certain type of essentialism yeah, but how much how much energy do you want to ex- use in finding those people that might right. be able to be pushed I, I, I really don't put much energy into yeah. it but if I could have a conversation about MMA that is say for instance like unionizing fighters fighters and unionizing right because these motherfuckers don't think anything about unions they've they've been oh there's some people out there that think about it i've talked to them personally yeah but but generally uh right and left-wing politics they tend to view unions as something of the past something that is old and this new neoliberal idea of free markets and and you know everything that comes with that they don't think about the union at all mm-hmm. but they all acknowledge that fighters are underpaid they all mm-hmm. acknowledge that the the money is being fucking taken from the most of them acknowledge that ufc is getting wildly rich and how is it that this fighter is is you know fucking needs tim sylvia needs money for back surgery yeah. it's like yeah. this motherfucker is like a two-time ufc champion mm-hmm. there's no union there's no fucking um mutual aid groups there for these fighters and if we could kind of just focus on that maybe we can get unionization make those conditions better well i think you know you know what i mean cut in like i think the the very nature of the sport and martial arts in general is hierarchical and a lot of times you don't listen to the people on the ground with you you think that they don't know shit just because they're at a low level but sometimes i mean one of the kind of funny things about brazilian jiu-jitsu is that Everybody's on the ground, so you have to be equalized in one way or another. Um, but when you, you you're sitting up and you're talking to those people and trying to like you know you're just shooting the shit or just you know talking about what you're gonna eat for dinner that night or whatever, um, you realize that there's com- you know huge gaps socioeconomically or even like politically. Um, but this is something that I thought about. Definitely, um, in the past, you know, like when, uh, for example, like Tyron Woodley was champ, a welterweight champ of UFC. You know, I contact him directly. I'm like, yo, because he, he was champ. I mean, he's from Ferguson. That's right. Um, so I'm like, hey, you know, I'm I'm reaching out to you as a black man. Like, hey, wh- what you gonna say about this type of stuff? Because a lot of times, when it comes to like union talks and all the stuff that kind of relates to our condition 
as black people within the empire, you got a lot of these people, they're quiet, you know, and I, oh, again, I ain't gonna name no names, but you know, I, I've, I've reached out to some of them like, yeah, you seem to be okay with it because you're, you're taking the, that growth mindset, um, you know, the patterns of behavior to the extreme where it's like, I worked, I, 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 me, 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 I work for this right, right. and F everybody else. Um, You're not going to change a person's politics if they're poli- if 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 it means changing the conditions that allow them to live exactly yeah. comfortably. And shout out to Muhammad Ali. One of the reasons why they call him the Word. greatest is because he put shit on the line. You have to ask people to his detriment. To his detriment, everybody else, the champ of the world, one of the baddest dudes on the face of the planet, man. He put it on the line to speak truth to power, and you don't see that many people doing that. You can you can put out a social media campaign, whatever, but you're still sitting down with the people that are oppressing you in order to get you know short term financial gain instead of thinking about a collective, you know, win. And I think with the union fight, one of the big roadblocks. Obviously, it's ego. That's with any active, um, you know, activist circle is, you know, getting out your own way. And this then also individualist idea about yeah. yourself too. who who going to be who's going to be the mouthpiece? Who's going to be the person that gets all the flack or all the fame? Um, who has enough clout to really get it moving yeah. in the first place? And so. that goes back to your talk about like, you know, if you go to a gym and you're trying to push certain people, some of those people are not going to listen to you because you don't have a certain color belt. You know, if you and, and I've talked to people about this before, like that are aspiring black belts or are black belts. Hey, how are you actually um, helping your community for the be- not just for like, you know, whatever mixed martial, um, you know, whatever subsection of mixed martial arts you're, you're working in. But how are you helping the community in general? How can you make the world a better place? Because that's how I look at martial arts in general, like for my for the children that come after me for the ch- their children. Can you make yourself a better person to allow other people to be better versions of themselves going forward? Because it's not about you. If you think only about yourself, um, obviously self-preservation is key. But if you're only thinking about that short term, then all of this shit, you know, collapses. Um, and I think that's the same thing with the union. Like nobody wants to make that short term sacrifice in order to look intermediate term long term and do you do you think that it would be possible for ufc fighters to unionize what do we need for that would we need all of the champs of course to fucking get together I but mean, see, so could we do it could we do it with like john jones <laughs> and and fucking stipe and I don't know. Steve Bain champ no more, man. Well, I'm, I'm, I know. I, I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like yeah. these. You know, he's got the white face and shit. Like, yeah. uh, would, would would it take these guys who have a certain level of popularity, your Max Holloways, in order to come together and actually strike on fighting? Or I think I feel like the UFC would just keep moving along. Those motherfuckers go to Bellator. Yeah, so or, I, here's the one. problem about you know, and again, I we I mentioned this before. So like my conflict when when I made the decision to start professionally fighting i did it you know this personally to like prove to myself that i actually had some some modicum of skill prove that i was here you know it's one of those existential crises you know and people that listen know they were like yeah man i knew you, you this is like an alternative to therapy for you i'm like yeah you're not wrong but you're not right. completely right but um but then again i think these people because of the very nature of their 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 occupation we're fighters. We we want to fight. Um, and sometimes we want to make that fight harder. So the people like, for example, like a Conor McGregor, 
who is an unabashed capitalist. He's going to use his story to say, hey, if I did it, why couldn't you? And that's going to leave, naturally leave people out in the dust. You need, you need visibility, but like the people that get to that point, you could say that they have been allowed there by the powers that be. Um, and they are muted by the very nature of their jobs. Because I they, mean, they signed contracts. That Randy actually... Couture was the UFC darling until he started talking, you know, even after mm -hmm. retirement, once he starts talking about unionizing with these people. Mm -hmm. And now that motherfucker don't even get a, a, a replay clip on a UFC YouTube channel <laughs> of his, you know, he was a, yeah, he he was a two yeah, definitely fucking took his weight seat, class yeah. champ. That yeah. was Captain America, the yeah. natural Randy Couture. This yeah. motherfucker's in Expendables. And they... Yeah. And he was expendable as fuck. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's definitely. a weird, it's a weird thing, and I know that you and I don't have the answers for it. But I, uh, part of my politics is also um, because because I believe in the advancement of the conditions for all people in the United States under this fucking you know superstructure of uh, oppression. Um, I, I think that unions are generally a good way to do that. And mm -hmm. unions also have like higher amounts of LGBTQ people mm -hmm. in safe positions, high positions. Uh, the, the AFL CIO as a, as a union group has the most black women in positions of power mm -hmm. of any other, mm -hmm. uh, institution in the United States. Yeah. I might be wrong on that, but even if I'm wrong, it's still tremendously higher than fucking you name it. Yeah. So you got guys like Chris Smalls fighting Amazon. And I, I believe that yeah. that fight for unions is important to a kind of incremental incrementalist tendency that i have for getting us better conditions yeah. in the states if i could switch gears one more time because yeah. i know we're coming up on an hour i got some just regular old mma type of questions for you okay. my brother and, I, and and you know um i'm glad that i got you out here today because one, I uh, I respect you as a person. I look at you Thank as you. a person who is a peer of mine and somebody that I like rocking with. And generally, that means um, a lot. Would, Thank you. And, and it, it, it makes me feel good that I can. I've, I've never talked about MMA in depth on this podcast. Okay. And, and, oh, and it's the first been, time. Really? Oh. Okay. It, it, I just haven't had a guest on, so mm. you know I don't really be like, yo. So what do you think about the UFC? Yeah, 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 or yeah, the yeah. Over under? Is it going to come out? Uh, will we have a union before detox, <laughs> Doctor Dre? You know what I mean? Like I never get into <laughs> yeah, it, but yeah, yeah. but but it, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure, and I also have really enjoyed our conversations about politics even where um you know our politics differ in a lot of ways but we both have our eyes on the prize of universal liberation mm -hmm. and that's where you and i really keep it rocking mm -hmm. you know and so um i first i want to thank you and i hope to have you back as a guest again or even as a guest host when we have somebody of similar ilk that we can okay. have a build with in All fact right. when i get when i get Baye on here eventually i wouldn't mind if you if you can get on i, okay. I was thinking about getting my homie miles on because miles is a young god body and bio was god body and mm -hmm. i kind of want to poke that but, okay but yeah. these type of people you know that's yeah, what yeah, i want to yeah, get, yeah. get you on with but i'm glad to be rocking with you i do have just some simple questions about mma type of like favorites okay um did you have a nickname Maurice the Beast, Shelton, <laughs> Maurice. I had several, and I, I kind of pushed back on it because it was one of those things like the I Black was very, <laughs> It was yeah, some, ra yeah, some, some racist shit. It was something racialized, yeah. So like, uh, uh, I think the first Poodle. one, like they had, they had tried to uh, slip by me because they put it in the program before, like I, you know, like I knew that it was happening. It was like Black Sniper. Oh, um, I mean, who's sniping besides military? You know, yeah, oh, like, why you gotta be yeah. black? Um, I think the other one was like uh, the Black Assassin. 
um, intelligent spider. So it wasn't intelligent spider. It was intelligence. So it was like that katakoto, like Japanese. It was like intelligent spider. Because I had mentioned That's- like I really like. Anderson Silver or something like that okay. to somebody. I don't know. And I'm like, I, I didn't come up with any of those nicknames. It was just a guy who was running the, the fight league. I, was I, like, I mean, I rock with you, dog, but I'm not calling you Intelligent Spider. Expe- exactly. I wasn't either. I was like, because when I first saw it, I saw it in the damn pro- the fight program. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, Intelligent Spider? Like, what? Like, Trust me, baby. It's yeah, going like, to work on, out. It's going yeah. to get the They're people rocking. Like, yeah. Like, so, yeah. But now, I mean, I don't have any nicknames, man. I'm okay. just, I'm Mr. Shelton. All right. We'll rock with that. <laughs> Not Mr. Tibbs, Mr. <laughs> yeah, Shelton. Mr. Shelton. Uh, well, um, what do you think about Ryzen? You you, you, uh, you enjoy their program? Do you think their fighters are strong? Do you think one is actually like the kind of head of the Asian MMA uh, scene? I think, uh, well, not to incriminate myself or like to like make any enemies, but I mean, one, one uh, championship um yeah one fc uh they've had some financial troubles in the past so obviously again like um the nature of this industry uh, it's a meat grinder so like if you do if you do decide to show solidarity there's always some uh, you know somebody else willing to take your place same with rising i mean rising um you know it comes from the corpse of pride um pride pride never never die die, you know pride never die (laughs) I got an old pride shirt in there somewhere. It don't yeah. fit me no more. Cause um, and again, as one pride, I have a complicated relationship with like my fandom of pride because it's one of those things where, yeah, like they have the freak fights or whatever. Um, but then you look back and you say, okay, well, this dude was brought in to be a jobber or to um, be brought in just to entertain you. But like, did they take care of that dude afterwards? You know, did he get paid? his worth you know and you kind of seen the same thing with a lot of the the fight promotions around like the fighters are they're struggling i mean that's been the case for a long time you know when i was fighting i wasn't getting paid shit you know i was getting paid peanut like literally like they were trying to pay me like in like protein shakes and like pre-workout and shit like that you know i got Um, a homie my homie uh alexander um hunter they try to pay this motherfucker in not in fighting but in acting oh, oh we didn't even talk about your yeah. fucking movie dog yeah, yeah. Oh. oh get me started on the oh, damn man. acting man. but they try to give him a box of 100 family chickens <laughs> <laughs> frozen like take shout it. out to hunter hey, hunter son yeah. my my, my bigger shout out to him. and younger doppelganger you know Lex, right yeah Lex caliber dog yeah. yeah, like I get I get mistaken for him all the time. Like, and I'm like, dude, he's like way bigger than me, and I'm like darker than him. Yeah, like, by got several orders of. Yeah, it's you like, know. what is going on here? Like, yeah, so it's one of those things. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like, I work in industries that, by their very nature, are exploitative, and I. You know, as a fan, I'm like, yeah, man, I remember that time. Like, I used to love, like, Genki Sudo, and it was like, but he's fighting against this dude, like... When Nick Diaz got that go-go plot up. Yeah, yeah, it was like, I I, I love that as just, as a fight fan, but then I think, okay, they're doing kind of the same stuff where if you, you know, on a purely, like, skill level, um, are they recruiting the best to fight the best? I'm talking about Ryzen or, like, one. Right. You know, like, or is it just the people that are willing to play ball? Because... sure. You see these people getting vilified in the, you know, like with the John Jones uh, uh, potentially fighting uh, Francis Ngannou. It's like, no matter what you think about John Jones, 
or like even Conor McGregor, like they're fighting for what they think they're worth because yeah. they saw what happened. I Conor hope John McGregor holds out on it, man. You know? But I yeah, also hope John's get knocked out too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. I can't say I'm a fan of John at all, but yeah. I, I do agree that he is fucking amazing. Yeah, but you know. He deserves to be paid. Francis, you know? do yeah. the work, dog. Yeah, Francis. Is I see Francis losing a little bit. I can see the hair coming. Yeah. He's going to look like me in a couple. <laughs> hey, shout <laughs> time, out to my time, dog. Time waits for no man's hairline, yeah. man. <laughs> uh, I do. I want to give you an I know we we kind of we kind of running. We, we are just over an hour, which I've been trying to keep it tight. Okay. I want to talk to you about I want to talk to you about the movie endeavor that you're working on really quick. Okay. But first, uh, two more questions. All right. What's your walkout music? <laughs> <laughs> walkout music yeah. i mean it depends on how i feel at the time okay. man okay. um if i were to get if i were to sign for a fight today mm, that's a tough one man um it would probably Nas X. <laughs> what was that new call me I, by your name <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i don't know the name of his new song yeah, i just I know there was a controversy yeah, about it. I, I didn't even see the video I, but now i'm gonna yeah. come out i'm gonna come out like you know, some like, knee high boots and yeah, shit. Pole, pole dance, like pole dance down, slide down the pole yeah. to hell. You know? nah, um, um, maybe it would be uh, all caps. I'm, I'm looking okay. at MF Doom ah, right now. Like, there we go. That's the guy. Like that you know, some pre primo beat mm. or um. No, you know. good. You good. All caps. That's it right there. Yeah. All caps. You heard it first. Yeah. All right. Favorite all time. Mixed martial artists. Oh, just geez. a just a list a couple. You know, I give you a few. Yeah, don't you know I mean? give me don't. Yeah. Oh man. When I mean, when I was when I first got into MMA, I was I was a fan. I liked Evan Tanner. I also liked mm. um and, and that's because I heard that he was training in his garage. Yeah, yeah. But I was a big BJ Penn fan. My mm -hmm. favorite all time is maybe George's George's St. Pierre. Okay. Um, I love watching you know his entire career. I think you seen him great. on uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, that's yeah. my dog, Bat yeah. Rock. Dog, yeah. he got a little bit of hair happening yeah. and shit now. That's my dog. <laughs> but I'm, I'm a huge fan. Of course, I was a fan of Anderson. That's a mm. that's a given. Yeah. Um, Fedor, uh, mm -hmm. a huge fan of Fedor, and uh, one okay, Dark Horse. I was a huge fan of Leoto Machida. Ah, that okay. motherfucker was just uh, yeah. early Leoto when yeah, nobody yeah. knew what the yeah, fuck yeah, they were was like, going what on. What is going on? He's, I thought we're running he was into his fist. I don't understand. So fucking yeah. elusive. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that motherfucker bad. And of course, I like you know, I like uh, Vanderlei in mm -hmm. Pride before he got the the you know the scar tissue removed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the scariest looking motherfucker at the yeah. time. But yeah, I mean, you I just know, listed off. I didn't like Vanderlei just because he beat my man Quentin Jackson. Uh, man, he 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 put he left his dick in the dirt, man. Like all. Like and then bad. same with Sakuraba, you know. Um, early on, like um, I remember, I was at my grandmama's house, man. I was like, I saw Kevin Randleman fight. Mm, uh, shout out, rest in peace. And I was like, yo, man, like they call him monster. I'm like, yo, I want to be like him, man. I just want to like have that aura because you could see, you know, he's jumping and doing all that stuff. You know, this is like UFC after. Man, I can't remember exactly when, but it was early on, like in a U, it was in a UFC. Um, he was still wearing wrestling I, shoes in there. And shit. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was still wearing them Asics, man. Like, um, I um, growing up, like, yeah, I was a fan of old school. Like, I like Frank Shamrock. I like how he he did his thing. You know, that's the first gym that I ever went to. Uh, not Frank's gym. Um, uh, the Lions did in Lions Den. Yeah. Okay. I Lions. never saw him there, but. Yeah, um, yeah, he probably already left by the time you you rolled over there. Yeah, this was maybe two thousand and yeah, he was long gone by then. Four, yeah. yeah. Um, 
I mean, I cheer for everybody who's black. So, you know, if they were black mm-hmm. and, you know, and I was watching it, like, whether it was on a computer or on, like, on TV, I was cheering Eve's for Edward. Yeah, yeah, man. Thug Jitsu. Shout out Thug Jitsu, man. Because I'm like, yeah, man, this dude kind of, like, people say I look Dean like Dean Thomas. Him. Dean, yo, I want to train with Dean eventually, man, because Dean is a good coach, man. I just see how he interacts with people. I'm like, yeah. I he's, think he's going to be doing the, uh, the color work now um, for the, the yeah. UFC broadcast um, yeah. because they fired uh, What's-His-Face. Or they let go of what's his face? Um, uh, what's the Mohawk? Uh, Dan Hardy. Great. Dan Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. Um, He's great, but I mean, he has yeah. few too many interactions uh, the wrong way. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I mean, like, not to just call him out, but it's like one of those things was like, I know he a cool dude, but I'm like, yeah, like, it's that compartmentalization I was talking about before. It's like you got to separate some of the stuff from like the the really problematic stuff because like if you're down with some of those people it's like yeah some of these people don't really like you man right, but right. he he's he's a coach i mean he he's he's a guy i mean yeah, and he's then, he's good at talking about upcoming fights and yeah. that's about all i need from him <laughs> and that's about as much as i'll give support to him i ain't yeah. buying no fucking t-shirts i ain't <laughs> i ain't even giving him ratings like that you know but you i mean know, i support him as a black as someone who who's like he's a triple og black man and in, in oh i'm sport. talking i'm not talking i'm talking about dan hardy my bad oh dan hardy yeah, i yeah, thought yeah. you were talking about dean man oh no, 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 no. I, I fuck with dean i had yeah. dean's like 101 submissions uh, DVD back in like 2005 <laughs> and shit, and we was Dean we was Tom, rolling a bad bitch. We was yeah. rolling, we was rolling in the living room. You're trying yeah. to figure the shit out back then. That's yeah. what's up, man. I'm trying to think who else. Like, I mean, obviously Anderson, man. Um, you know, before you know, he was known like Carlos Newton. Yeah. Um, I was cheering oh, for Carlos God. Newton. I was I was actually pissed. I was actually one of the times uh, memorable times I was on the Sure Dog forums. And just lurking and seeing people talk shit about Carlos Newton, and that's when I was, I knew I was like, okay, yeah, because he he, I in my opinion he beat Matt Hughes, okay, yeah. um, but he you know whatever, right? That was um, I mean, double KO. Yeah, it was a double mm-hmm. KO, but he he yeah. I when when I I remember when that fight happened, I'm like, yo, he should have been the champion still, right, not right, Matt right. Hughes, because right. we find out later on Matt Hughes is not a good a person, whole you know? human piece of trash, yeah. like a whole, yeah. uh, you know, I, I hate to speak bad on a on a mentally fucking ill, but because he's fucked up now. Yeah, it's, yeah, but, it's but, a yeah, tragic he, story, but yeah, like, but yeah, man, fuck fuck him on, on a double and his twin ass brother. Yeah, oh, yo. What's his name? Um, fucking the crow, David Luazo. David Luazo. Did nice you train dude. with him? Was he at? Yeah, Tri-Star? he was. He was on the mats when okay. I was there, man. So like, I I reached out to that him. Spinning like, back like, kick from that motherfucker yeah. was strong. Nice dude. He opened up his own gym, man. So like, anybody in Canada, man, go go holler at him. Same with like, uh, well, Cajun, uh, Cajun, Raging Cajun Johnson. Like he, um, uh, yeah, he opened up a subsidiary of TriStar too. So yeah, like anybody black, I cheer for man, and that that might sound kind of narrow minded, but I'm like, you know, I know the challenges that people face when they enter that realm. So like, um, growing up, like I always was, you know, just rooting for someone that looked like me. So like, um, Maurice Smith shares my name. You know, mm-hmm. I followed him um, for a little bit because he was a kickboxing champ. Um, I'm more of a boxer, you know, boxing fan. So um, you know, Quentin Jackson. I mean, he was he was an early idol of mine. Um, I I still, you know, I consider that motherfucker problematic as hell, but he I is. still rock with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, before yeah. this is like Pride Days. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm cheering for this dude because he sound like me, man. He yeah. he 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 a nigga from the south, man. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, he sound like yeah. all the way, like he just a regular ass black dude, you know, 
just trying to, you know, and they played up some of the bullshit, but like, you know, I'm like, I, I get it when it, he was doing his mic. Work. I mean, he was doing a sh- he was doing a show a yeah, lot yeah, of times. Yeah, you know and I mean? uh, shout out to uh, Muhammad Laval, like you know, he was Strikeforce champ. Like I, he was one of the first people that actually Kimo. um gave me advice on my own career. You know, he's out there training, um, you know, some some killers out in the states. You know, he's. Um, he was somebody that I followed early on in my days when I was in Japan too. So, um, and then also, um, you know, I'm a fan of his art, not may- maybe necessarily his actions outside of the octagon, but John Jones. Yeah. Um, I like Izzy right now, you know, um, I like big fan of Izzy. Um, Usman um, is yeah, fucking Usman, hard. you know, and somebody, I think Dean had just commented on the fact, you know, Usman is talking about, um, Usman is talking about walking away. You know, oh, good for him. Yeah, so it's you know he if had he he fighting Masvidal this week, yeah, he's, right? He's fighting he's fighting George, you know, and you know I got some words for him, yeah, you know, but George, you know, he he got a little <laughs> bit of that right in him. He got too yeah, much of that right in and, him, and you know, we, and it's weird because where who he like it's it's just weird. It's weird, but it's not weird. I mean, if you know the politics of the people down in that area of the country right. of Miami, you know, and the, Cub- and the Cubanos, you know, it's like yeah. I just like, don't want it to be true, is what I what I feel yeah, about I, it. You, you know, know what and mean? I tried to reach out. I'm I like, was yo, watching man. that motherfucker fight after Kimbo, and you know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I was watching that, you know, and yeah, rest in power, Kimbo Slice, man. Like, um, you know, he's a uh, he's a uh, he's an icon in his own right. Um, who else? I mean, Wait, George. Let me, I got to cut you GSP, off. We're yeah, we, we yeah. going way over time, yeah, and yeah. I still want to give you an opportunity okay. to plug your movie that you okay. got coming out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So um, the working title now is Sin Padre. Um, it's about um, fatherhood, man. I think that's kind of the, the rough synopsis is uh, just This three. is a movie. It's, it's going to be a short film. Okay. Um, I'm not clear on all the details yet, but we've been shooting it for the past a few months now. You know, we've had some hiccups just because of the pandemic. Um, but um, I'm I'm the lead. I'm the lead. Oh, yeah? My mama star. Daddy, know, look see, at me. I, was, I be learning new shit about you all the time. I didn't know you was doing movies and shit like yeah, that. I'm, yes, I'm trying. I'm striving, man. You know, I, I be fighting a good fight every day. In you terms a real just... renaissance type <laughs> motherfucker too, huh? For real. He got an album coming out. It's dropping. Like, it's called no exclusive. It's called Detox. <laughs> UFC <laughs> Union. Yeah, it's coming Unionize. out. Unionize. You want black liberation? No. The black sniper. <laughs> Intelligence coming for your dome. Give me the knowledge, knowledge. Um, no, but um, I got bombs or some shit. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, you know the vibes. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, we've been shooting, and I'm the lead. I mean, it's basically about raising a child as a black man in Japan. Who is who is the director? Uh, the director is a man uh called Humphrey Free Rodriguez. So you all can look him up on social media. I don't know his handles and all that, but like. I'll let him know that I dropped his name, um, but smart dude. He's 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 a perfectionist to my detriment, but it's okay. Like, cause you want to make it right, you know, when you you're doing some work like this. Because I think a lot of people will dig this. Um, it's one of the first roles that I've done where I actually was, you know, the center of attention. So, you know, I've been I've been in movies before. I've been an extra. I've been like the guy one liner. I'm like, oh, like, uh, but this time I get to show my skill. Whether or not it's that much, you know, I'm like, I, I get to show it. So I'm, I'm very happy that I'm involved I'm with the project. looking forward to watching yeah. that, man. Yeah, That's going to be ill. Do you know when it's coming out? Did you I just have, say that? I just got yeah. bad news on the phone and shit. Uh-oh. Shock G died. Well, I'm Can't. not certain, but I got a message from our man, Polly Rhymes, who's also on the This Is Not Information. He said, man, the 50s is doing a number on hip-hop. Geez. And then my next message from my brother, Diami, shout out to Knee Block. 
uh, knee, knee block. block. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it says Humpty died, and I'm sure God. by Humpty he means Shock, Shock G. Shock G, the one that put oh, the satin man. in your panties. He once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. <sighs> It's a shame, man. Rest in peace, man. I don't want to confirm it, but yeah, yeah man. If, me, if so, if that's true, man, man, rest in power, man. Because uh, Digital Underground, man. God. Oh, twenty. Man. I mean, twenty. I, I blame this on twenty twenty because it's it's been rough, man. Like, and again, car, like I'm. I just like, I just feel like these problems are going to continue. All of the problems that we have now are going to continue to be acerbated as income inequality and. Um, the exploitation of the global south and yeah, and fucking climate change. It's it, uh, we've COVID has just been a dress rehearsal for the type of lives that we're going to be living, man. Neo feudalism yeah. happening, and me and Maurice will get back to you on all that political shit one of yeah, these man. days, man. But um, I better wrap it up here, dog, because right. I, I I'm I'm over by. 15 minutes of my normal <laughs> shit which is not bad because I, i'm enjoying the conversation but i also know you got to get out of here in about 15 yeah. so um yeah man let's do a social media drop where can we find all you right. and also plug uh the podcast all right my name is my name so you can find me on twitter i'm just lurking but yeah if you want to engage with me my name is maurice shelton it's maurice shelton at maurice shelton um i got a lurker page on instagram too you can find me there it's maurice.l.shelton um, I'm on Facebook too. Again, I don't hide. You know, you want to come see me? Come see me. Um, also, I'm a host on um, This Is Not Information. Um, shout out to Polly Ryan, Bernie, um, Kristen, <clears throat> Kristen, Miss Chuck Norris. <laughs> Just joking. Um, but yeah, we um, we talk, we shoot the shit, we talk about things that are relevant to today's uh, climate, um, and I uh, hope that you can build with us. You know, tune in. Um, other than that, yeah, you might see me um, getting stopped by the cops on the streets of Tokyo. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a regular dude just uh, trying to maintain, trying to survive out here. So yeah, um, if you have any any thoughts, questions, or concerns, please Word contact up. me there. Links are all in the bio, man. Pay attention. Mega Late Show, Tokyo Hip Hop Art and Culture. Support local and independent art. Build mutual aid. And uh, also, all the beats have been brought to you by Il Mahal, which is Taji Mahal and Il Sugi. We're going to go out to this joint right here called Oh My Dilla. Dilla. Peace. Yeah.